Here we go, The Way of Rock Podcast, episode number 14. We made it to 14 episodes, and we are coming to you from deep inside quarantine at The Way of Rock headquarters. T-W-R-H-Q. All right. right. How you been? I've I've been fine. Um, Really, I, I do absolutely nothing during the day, so... It just, I've lost track of days, months. They all run together. Years, whatnot. Like, today is apparently um, the first day of May. It is. But, like, I'll see something on the internet, and, like, for a brief moment, I'll get confused and think it's September. Like, I'll, like, it. I know that sounds very hyperbolic, and for the most part, I do know what month it is, but sometimes I just get caught up, and I'm just like, is it January? What's going on here? Well, it's a beautiful day outside, so you should go enjoy that when we're done recording. I'll ponder it. So the Way of Rock podcast is, as always, brought to you by Anchor.fm. This is a place that you can go to make your own podcast. Go to Anchor.fm or download their app, and you can record and send out your podcast for the multitudes of people to listen to. They will find you sponsors, and uh, they make it really easy for you. All you have to do is do the recording or the uploading. And then they handle the rest. That's Anchor.fm. They do the hard work, the heavy lifting, if you will. They do. All you gotta, all you gotta do is come up with. All you gotta do is like look at the newspaper, find someone who's been murdered, talk about that for an hour, and then you have the most popular podcast on the internet. Those, those are the way to go. We, we should just change this to the way of murder. <laughs> People are very are infatuated with. Murder they stuff. Love it's true very crime interesting. Podcasts. It's very interesting, and and even I'll further admit, than podcasts, like Netflix series is about like that's true. Like actual things like that are also very people do love that stuff. It's because deep down inside, people want to murder. Um, Some of them are pretty good. I, I, I got my fix probably of true crime stuff before podcasts even existed. So they 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 all kind of bore me now. I will say. Um, because a couple like many years ago, um, I used to be a big fan of like uh, the Law and Orders, the Criminal Minds, all those shows. I will say that um, I don't know how I can make this not sound psychotic, but like the like murderers are very interesting in the sense that like it's very difficult to comprehend what it's like to have that mindset where you can just like take someone's life and just like Absolutely. move on. And so I will say like there is there is interest to it because it's like there's interest to it to me like I get a lot of the true crime stuff somebody murdered somebody for money or they murdered somebody because of a, a lover's quarrel and those seem kind of I don't know. They, I guess it happens so much that it just kind of like, oh, okay, well, that that happens. When you're kind of unclear on the reason, or if it's a reason, like mob murders always interest me because it's always because somebody looked at him wrong. Or if the boss called the guy and he was 15 minutes late, the boss is like, well, he has to go. And that always fascinates me that somebody is that flippant about murdering somebody for such a silly I mean any any reason except for defending your life I guess is silly but just these these mundane reasons that someone has to go that's one thing um 
when I wa- when I watch a mob movie for the first time, I always like because it's it is Hollywood, so it's overdone or right like up, over right. it's over the top, over the top. But I um f- like when there'll be a scene where nothing re- bad happens, but like there's like a small conflict, and I'm just like, he's gonna shoot him, he's gonna shoot him, he's <laughs> like uh, I had that almost the first half of the godfather i don't know if i want us to remain god uh, not godfather goodfellas uh spoiler free even though it's been out for 30 years 30 years um before um people start dropping like flies every time anything happened i'm like he's gonna kill him it's yeah sometimes they have to hold back like even in the in the first like 15 minutes whenever they go find the mailman i'm like they're killing this mailman i well he's a civilian they're not gonna kill a civilian that goes against the code it happens. I'm not going to say it doesn't, but typically that's what was weird about, uh, not weird, but shocking sometimes in The Sopranos was that sometimes civilians got it. And sometimes it was by accident. Sometimes it was just because the, the character was a psychopath. But for the most part, civilians are, are left alone. And before we get into... Um the music topic because we like we like to go off the rails. Oh, this shows. is still a music podcast. I, <laughs> I thought we had changed. I'm sorry. Um, I do have a, a I do have a question regarding them types of movies. Would you consider Reservoir Dogs a mob movie or just like a crime eh, movie? It's more of a crime kind of gangster heist movie because because none of those guys. It's not really implicated that they're mobsters. Like, yeah, but then it it kind of makes sense in the way that uh joe is in charge of everyone and he's kind of like the he's got a crew and and i guess if you looked deep into it maybe joe is connected somehow and that's why he has a crew and that's why he's got the success he has because he he has other legitimate businesses and so in how he's able to afford to pay for breakfast right (laughs) and so so yeah, he might be a connected guy, and in, in which case it might be a, a mob movie. But it's it's never really brought out in the movie. They're just you know he's just putting together a crew to to pull off this heist. So I I, I don't know. I would say it's more of a heist movie. All right, I'll, I'll allow it. All right, it's a great movie by the way. If if you guys haven't seen it, so the Way of Rock podcast is also brought to us by Third Stage Tees, where you can go to thirdstagetees.com. dot com. And use promo code TWOR and save 15% on a brand spanking new t-shirt. And then hopefully someday you'll have somewhere to wear these t-shirts because uh, everyone's still stuck in this quarantine thing. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be like that for, for a bit, it looks like. It's so. getting a little dicey with live shows. I mean, we talk about this every week, but there's still, this is a weird thing. There's still live shows that are being advertised for like June and July, but I'm starting to see cancellations for shows in September, October, even November. I saw one for today that was canceled. And I don't know if it's just because those artists have canceled an entire tour and just thrown in the towel. And the November date just happens to be the one that, you know, we see, but yeah, it's looking like live music might not be back for a while, which is really a drag. Oh yeah. That's a, that it it is unfortunate like especially if all this does carry on into the later months of the year september and whatnot and then whenever it's kind of all over and you look at it and it's like man the world stopped basically i mean it, everything real 
the second that Rudy Gobert got coronavirus for the um in the NBA, that was right. Like the that was the that was the switch. the turning point because once the NBA suspended their season, everything else was like we're also going to do that. Like not not even like just outside of sporting events, just like every like everything was just like yeah, it really did. That's that- when the government started. Um, like all the state governments kind of started like oh if. The NBA can do this, then I, I guess we have to. And if I remember correctly, the NHL was still playing games when the NBA had suspended operation. I want to say they lasted a couple more days. Yeah, I think so. And then everyone kind of saw that it was coming, yeah. and then it happened. Um, the MLB was in spring training, and they just threw in the towel. I think. I mean, I I think we've talked about this a couple times. Players could be on the field with uh, COVID nineteen. The NFL is not going to do anything. It's like, oh, it's Monday Night Football. Well, yeah. Getting back to concerts, though, it. I mean, all of the festivals now are done for the year. There won't yeah. be there won't be any of the big festivals. I just saw today, uh, and it might have already happened, but I, I saw the the post today about Vakin is just talking about twenty twenty one now. So, the European festivals are no longer. The American festivals are no longer. Um, yeah, there's a couple weeks ago, I was still hearing advertisements on the radio for some of the summer shows around here, but I haven't heard any of those in a while. Nothing's been necessarily canceled, but yeah, it's not looking good for really any live music, at least the rest of the summer. And I noticed with all the artists that are taking to Facebook live and YouTube and other various outlets to, to play live for their fans, I guess Ticketmaster has gotten their grimy little hands mm-hmm. involved so i see we'll, we'll we'll probably be paying you know premium amounts now for your favorite artist to be on facebook live now where instead of them just coming on and playing a few songs it's going to cost you 75 bucks to <laughs> watch watch that but i don't know we'll see how all that plays out but i mean it's awesome that that some of these bands have been able to get out there and, and play still it sucks for them not getting a paycheck I noticed some of the larger bands that are, you know, don't have to worry about income, like Nikki Six has just taken up painting. <laughs> so, you know, good for him. Um, I guess they they don't have to rehearse just in case that tour still goes. But, <laughs> but, uh, but even with the bigger bands, like, uh, you know, Sammy Hagar obviously doesn't need to do anything for money. But the posts that he's been putting out, where he gets the band together via via video and and they've been performing on instagram those videos are very very cool have you seen the um what's his name chad smith uh his his little thing it's not been any music things but he's been doing a thing where he's been playing like a drum beat every day and he calls it quarantine beats and then you have to like in the comments guess what song it is oh no i haven't that's kind of cool yeah he i remember i haven't kept up as much as i would like to um, the first day he said we're gonna start this off with an easy one, and then he did the little Lagrange click clack thing, and so everyone's like, okay, Lagrange. But right. then they've got they've gotten uh, increasingly difficult. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And like I said, you know the 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 one that Sammy and the Circle have been putting out that's pretty high tech. They're they're obviously getting a production company involved and and putting out some high quality you know videos there. The one that I've been made aware of in the last couple of days that I know has been out a week or two. I'm late to the party. Is the Post Malone one? Yeah. Where he does all the the Nirvana tunes. Yeah, so um, it was uh, him, 
uh, what's his face? The Blink-182 guy. Yeah, Travis. Travis Barker, yes. Uh, upcoming rapper. The best part of Blink-182. Upcoming rapper, Travis Barker. Um, and then two, I don't think I caught their names. He had a bass player and a guitar player. Yeah, I didn't get their names either. I think the was, bass player is... It was another... I do not know. Another one of these quarantine things where they... I, it appeared they weren't in the same location, or maybe they were, but in the different rooms. Yeah, they, they were all... At the very least, in different rooms. Gotcha. Um, which I'm sure Post Malone's uh, place of redi- residence has enough rooms for. Uh, Probably, but like Sammy's thing, those guys are all in different. Yeah. You know, parts of, you know, various parts of the world. Um, but yeah, Post Malone's that that one they they might have been in the same location, which certainly makes it easier for not only the the video but the audio portion of it. You, you don't have quite as much post production to do to get it going. Yeah. But yeah, I was really impressed. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about Post Malone, you know, because I'm old, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, you've, you've seen him live. Yeah, I have seen him live. Um, yeah, he, he, you wouldn't really expect it. Just like, I don't know if, if you've ever seen Post Malone, uh, not like live, just like a picture of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, no, I, he, I know what he looks like. And- he looks like a, he looks like a goofball. Um, but he is competent in the ways of guitars. You typically, a couple of his songs have acoustic guitars in them, and that's him doing it. Right. Um. It's it's and uh. Yeah. So and he's always kind of been open the fact that sure he's a hip hop rap artist, but he he enjoys his share of rock and roll. Right. Um. Some rock and roll elitists don't like that, but it's okay. And, and probably some hip hop elitists don't either. <laughs> and so he, yeah. Um, he did the, I, I saw that it was announced. I didn't watch it when it happened. I kind of s- skipped through and watched a little bit of it, uh, this morning and he, d- he does a pretty good job. I mean, he has a, like, if you look at the grand scheme of things, he's probably not that great of a singer, but he kind of works with the, his yeah, voice works, works with the Cobain. Nirvana. Yeah. Um, it works with that. He made a couple jokes that this is the first time that he's performed live quote-unquote without auto-tune um <laughs> he's like everybody knows that i suck at singing but i'm trying my best here no i thought he did a real good job he, uh, and he was playing guitar too so yeah. i mean he was doing because they had they were, had two guitars and he, um i mean he he was he was doing it he was doing the thing and you have travis barker doing uh dave Grohl stuff and yeah i dug it i i don't know what his you know repertoire is as far as as other you know, other bands he's able to to play. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's one of these automatic you know cover bands like so many successful successful musicians are. Because after playing for years and years and years before they make it, they're playing covers. Yeah. So it would just be kind of cool to see him try another one now. No. So, yeah, that would be interesting. So yeah, we'll look for that. Another new music that comes out during this stuff, and I, I don't know. Like, I guess some of this stuff was already in the can. And they're just putting the finishing touches on it and getting it out. Or I, I don't know how some of these artists are are operating right now. I'm yeah. sure they, they they've got their ways. It's I don't really care really. But new video dropped today of your favorite band, <laughs> The Hue, not The Who, <laughs> with Lizzie Hale. Yeah. Um. What is what is that song called? Is it called the Song of Women? The the Sound of song, Women. Song of Woman. Song of Woman. Okay. Yeah, you think I would have put that in the notes with everything yeah. else I had. <laughs> and so, um, 
this is not the, the hue is no stranger to features. They've done stuff with uh, from Ashes to New and um, Jacoby Shaddix from Papa Roach. The difference between those songs and this song is they did already establish you songs for those. So they did like a Wolf Totem and forgetting the um, the second song that they did with uh, well the song that they did with From Ashes to New, but this song is like a completely new song that they they did with Lizzie, and um, I listen I listen to it. And it is it is very. The music video is very interesting because, as we mentioned, it's um, while you're pulling it up, I'm just going to go with the the song of women, song of women, song of women, song of women. Okay, and it seemed like I don't know if Mongolia has Mother's Day, but it seemed like a very Mother's Day esque thing because, like, during the music video, I don't know if you watched the music video or just listened to it. Um, like what while Lizzie was singing. It would like show um, each one of like the 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 Hugh members like as they're playing their instrument, and then it would put up a picture of them with their mom huh. on it. So that's kind of like the big thing that yeah, made maybe me think. it is. I mean, we are coming up on Mother's yeah. Day in, in our country. I mean, so. I don't know. I don't know when Mother's Day is yeah, ever. I don't know but if that's a worldwide thing. It either. it just seemed like it was a very because the whole topic, the whole premise of it is it's a kind of a. A woman empowerment song. Yeah, I don't female know, empowering. which I feel like is going to piss a lot of people off because you know how people yeah, are. Yeah, but. people are nuts, and I haven't looked at any of the the comments on any of the social media. But yeah, I'm sure there'll be a, yeah. lot, a lot of angry people it, about it. But whatever. Complain, yeah, and the it's T- take it up with the hue. They're they're descendants of they're Genghis the, Khan. They're yeah, they're Mongols. <laughs> they'll just take over the country. And, right. They'll cut their way through the whole uh, eastern part of Asia and make their way over here. But oh, it good is for the Hugh and Lizzie. Lizzie, people love to get Lizzie on their albums. They do, which is cool because Lizzie can sing, and uh, you know it helps because I would say that she's at a uh, at a higher tier right now than the Hughes, so it helps yeah. them to to get more exposure as well to get somebody like Lizzie to sing in their song. So, yeah, and she's returning the favor. I mean, when she was still somewhat unknown, she was getting people like Brent Smith and Slash and people like that to be on her records. So. It's very, very cool that she's returning that favor. So, yeah, look that up. The Song of Women. Yeah. I mean, and it is it is kind of your typical Hugh song where um, you don't know what's being said or if anything's being said or if they're just kind of like doing harmonizing sounds. And it's kind of like traditional Mongolian instruments plus uh, some guitar and percussion in there. But Yeah, I'll, I'll put a link to this on, a, on our socials. I... This will get me down another rabbit hole, but I hate YouTube. <laughs> I mean, I hate it. And I don't hate it for all the reasons that other people hate it. I hate it because of the, the functionality of it. I, I just want to post a clean copy of the video without ads. So if I share somebody else's post, it's going to have ads on it. And somehow the place that I first saw it, which was um, oh, one, of the, one of the rock websites. Okay. They have a clean copy of it. Their their post did not have ads. And maybe I just don't know what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> but I, I wanna post it without ads and I don't want I don't want to play it and have a bunch of other suggestions and stuff pop up on the screen. I just wanna watch the video. I don't need it to say, Oh, would you like to watch a, a video about Joe Biden next? I, I no. I just wanna watch this video <laughs> and then I wanna move on with my life. But yeah, YouTube makes things very, very difficult. YouTube do be like that. 
It does. You discovered a new band, haven't you? I've discovered a couple new bands. A couple new bands, all right. And the cool thing is, is they're not new. I keep doing this. <laughs> I, just, I keep discovering new bands that are 20 years old. But yeah, the first one is a Swedish band, and they're from your favorite city of Gothenburg. Is that how you say it? I am not uh, the Swedish language connoisseur that I aspire to be, but yes, I think you're close. But yeah, the band is, and, and God help me if I'm pronouncing this wrong, Horisant. Horisant? Yes, Horisant. Close. That is a band that comes from Sweden. They've been around for, I think, about 10, 15 years. I think it said um, they were formed in 06. Yeah, and so, they, they've got a new, a new album coming out on May 15th. So when that comes out, we will definitely talk about it. But they've got a couple singles right now that you can find out on the internet. It looks like their first album, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce, <laughs> came, came out in 2009. But the new album, I can pronounce, it's called Sudden Death. Yeah, they, they went from... They went from illegible Swedish language to... Uh, very basic. Um, I think there was there because there was a sudden death, and then there was one that uh, there's a couple more. I don't remember what they were called, but very basic, very simple to say. Good on them. Yeah, and they kind of harken back to that kind of late '70s European metal that, yeah. that we're big fans of, and kind of not that they sound like their their Swedish counterparts ghost that we talk about See, all the time. I had this exact same thought while I was but listening they, to them. They clearly have the same influences. Yeah, cuz cuz I cuz I when I was listening to it I was thinking about the first thing that I'm like is I I can't make this week about ghost again. <laughs> it's and then I was like I feel it would be appropriate to announce them but then I was like maybe I'm just crazy. But yeah, there's a couple like even on things like whenever they would have like a a synth solo type thing you're like this is very yeah it's similar just, it goes like, back to that 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 70s metal influence that they have yeah like i said they, they, these guys sound nothing like ghost but you can tell they have the same influences yeah. the same kind of progressive metal you know dual guitar it, kind of sound it's and, like happy ghost although ghost <laughs> is happy ghost now so they are and, and these guys all have cool names too European guy, it's they, it's almost like if they weren't in a band, they could play hockey, <laughs> be in the NHL because the bass player's name is Magnus, which is awesome. The drummer's name is Pontus, which is awesome. The like, singer is named Axel, but not Axel like Axel Rose. He's got the the E in it, so that's kind of cool. And then you know one of the guitarists, his name's Charles, and the other one's Christopher. So that's not as fun. Sorry guys, but the rest of the band definitely has awesome hockey names. Yeah, that so I listened to the song Free Riding this morning and that it that was, so that was um the one I listened to and I and I really liked it. It was not what I was expecting at all, but it, it's a very you might not necessarily agree with it. I saw the name and I immediately went to kind of more of a heavier I was expecting a lot heavier than what I got. Not that that's a, yeah, a bad thing, that. but um, maybe it's just because as soon as I saw Horizont, I immediately attributed it to uh, like Bring Me the Horizon, just because Horizon basically. Um, and so like in my head, I was like, all right, this is gonna be, and then and then it's called Sudden Death, and you're like, okay, the logo kind of looks like metal. And then it was. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, not that that's a bad thing, but it was very good. Little seventies 
uh, Prague with um, some fun stuff. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I look forward to digging into their their entire catalog. And, and when this album comes out in a couple of weeks, we will definitely talk more about Horizont. And um, yeah, if I'm not saying that right, somebody email me and let me know. <laughs> Phonetically. But speaking of heavier, because I also came across another band that I was, I was just quite surprised by their sound and the fact that they've been around just forever and I've never heard of them, is a band called Fu Manchu. Yeah, it's a, I believe that's a type of mustache. It is. And now it's not going to come up when I want it to come up. So I will keep clicking and trying to find my Fu Manchu information. There it is. These guys are from Orange County, which is Southern California. And they've got that kind of, they're, they're described as stoner metal, yeah. I guess. But it's, I would yeah, agree it's with that. that. That very kind of heavy, just kind of, Dudes with motorcycles and, and denim vests, and they probably know the, the guys in Queens of the Stone Age. And <laughs> very, very cool sounding. They've got an EP out right now. It's called FU Part One, FU 30 Part One. And that probably comes from the fact that they've been around for like 30 years, which I was doing a little research on them. They, they got together in like 1989, and their first album came out in 1994. So these guys have been kicking it for a long time. I just heard of them. <laughs> so, sorry, guys. I would have loved to have been a fan in 1994 when your first album came out. Another band that I'm definitely going to start digging into their, their back catalog. And uh, not to uh, plug Apple Music too hard, but they do have their Few Manchu Essentials playlist, which is always a lot more easy than um, going through and just listening to uh, each album top to bottom. Give yourself a you kind of yeah. dip your toes in the water before right. you, you get a little sampler. And I love their album artwork. Like every one of they've got one called well, it's a single, which I guess is a, a cover of the. I have to listen to this later. the The fog hat song "Slow Ride," because they're using the the fog hat the fog, fog hat, hat yeah. font in their in their name, which is awesome. They've got a couple of live albums out, so they've got a just a, a very nice catalog that I look forward to digging into. But yeah, Fu Manchu out of Orange County, California. Check them out as well. Yeah, I, I, I just basically heard them for the first time uh, before when you were playing them for me, and they are in, they are they are interesting. I'll say that. So now another band that's been around for a while and that we've actually been aware of, but they've kind of always been on the periphery, like they've never really been at the forefront, and a band that. We got, or I got familiar with back in like 2012, 2013, maybe, the Dead Daisies. Yes. And I became aware of them because of their guitar player, Richard Fortas. Yes. Who is from our town and is currently the rhythm guitar player in Guns N' Roses. Yes. And... I believe your friend on Facebook, correct? <laughs> yeah, we're we're pals on Facebook. Okay. We, we talk all the time. Um <laughs> Me and 5,000 other people. Um, but this band came from, I, I think the it initially came from the time that a couple of the members, including Richard, put in with um, Thin Lizzy around 2010, 2011. And then the main guy in the band is the rhythm guitar player, David Lowry. He's from Australia. And this band has been through many, many 
incarnations with David Lowry really being the 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 constant dude in the band. I mean, it's it's his baby. But Richard Fortas was in it back in like I said 2011, 2012, 2013 and also Frank Farrar who's Guns N' Roses drummer. Yeah. They of course had to leave the band. You know, when Axel said, "Hey guys, we're getting the <laughs> band back together." So they went off to do their Guns N' Roses thing. And the Dead Daisies, even though they've been putting out content this entire time, they've just gone through a few lead singers. They've gone through different drummers, guitar. Dizzy Reed was also in the band for a okay. while, another Guns N' Roses member. And one of the first singles they had, Slash, played on. I see. Okay. So there's all sorts of Guns N' Roses connection to this band. But for a while, they had... um, um. Oh God, John Karabi, okay, as their lead singer, and you may remember him from being the replacement for Vince Neil for one album in Motley Crue. Yes, yeah, he was, and he's a great singer, and he he was on that one, I think, underrated Motley Crue album back in the mid '90s. But he fronted the Dead Daisies for a while. Also, your boy Damon Johnson was in the band for a little while. Okay. So another thin Lizzie connection. Another thin Lizzie connection. As you as you can see, there's just <laughs> just a, a roster. It's almost a baseball team of, of members. Uh, the first the first lead singer was a guy named John Stevens, who had been the lead singer for a band um, in excess for a while. Okay. After their singer died, they got back together with a new lead singer, and, and that was him. And currently, their lead singer is a guy named Glenn Hughes, who is just a legendary bass player, lead singer. Um, he was in Deep Purple for a while. He co-vocaled. Is that a word? Co-vocaled? I think so. <laughs> he, was, he sang the, their, their great song, Burn, with David Coverdale of Whitesnake when those two were in Deep Purple together. He also fronted Black Sabbath for a minute in the 90s, maybe? Okay. I think in the mid-90s he was, he was part of Black Sabbath. And he has a side project that he does with Joe Bonamassa, the great blues guitar player, and Jason Bonham, the great drummer, called Black Country Communion. They've got a couple really awesome albums out. So, yeah, this brand new Dead Daisies is the first that Glenn Hughes has, has been the leader on. So they've got, they've got a brand new song out called Unspoken, which is very cool. And I don't know, I'm sure this means that an album is coming out, but I don't have information on when that will happen. But definitely look for new Dead Daisies. And, and go back and check out old Dead Daisies. Like, you're, you're going to notice that the band obviously sounds different because they've got a million different lead singers and, and guitar players and, and whatnot. But it is still good old just rock and roll. Yeah, you know, no, I, yeah. I, a lot of now. I gave them, uh, that song a listen today, and I know I kind of um, mentioned this before the show. I'm, I'm not a, I don't know the most about uh, the, de- uh, the Dead Daisies, but when we kind of talked about it, in my head, the first thing that I went to was Tripping Daisy, which is a, uh, a 90s... 90s, old 90s, rock band. Yeah. yeah, and I know one song by them... That I liked a lot when I was a kid, but I, I was like remembering. I was like, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm a big fan of this whole sound. And then I listened. I turned on the Dead Daisies. I was like, Oh, this is nothing like that. Okay. Yeah, Dead Daisies <laughs> totally sound different. They, I, 
I, I do hope that that maybe they find some footing with Glenn Hughes and, and can get some traction. I thought they were going to get that, I don't know, six, seven years ago, they came to town and opened up for Kiss. And I remember that being a big deal for them. Plus, that was back when Richard Fortas was with the band, and it looked like they were getting some traction. But then then I think, I, I can't remember which happened first. They either changed lead singers or the Guns N' Roses thing came back, and they, they lost half their members because of that. But... Either way, they just haven't really been able to get a foothold in the United States. I mean, they might do great in Australia. I don't know, but at least in the United States, it would it would be very very cool if they could get some some footing going and and get some momentum. Yeah. Off of this new release, and hopefully Glenn Hughes can provide that for him because Glenn Hughes is just a great singer. If you haven't checked out any of the stuff he's done, just go back. Start with "Burn" by Deep Purple. That was part of the, I think they call it the Mark II lineup of Deep Purple. Deep Purple's another band that's had <laughs> 10 different lineups, but the the lineup they had where Glenn Hughes and, and David Coverdale were in the band is very, very good. So check it out, Brand New Dead Daisies, and we'll let you know if a full album release is coming up. Yeah. So, so any new stuff on your end? Uh, not entirely new music wise. I did want to mention, um, last week we talked about, uh, the trivia, the new trivia album. I since listened to it more than the original one time. And, uh, my opinion necessarily on whether the album's good or bad has not changed at all. I think it's a great album, but I will say that I think my favorite personally is, uh, the defiant. Um, I really like the, I really like what that song has done. Um, Listen to it a couple other times. Yes, I know we mentioned that. Was it called "Bleed Into Me," or is uh yet indeed tuned down to M? <laughs> um, and even though it was one uh one of the singles, whenever okay. So one thing that I'm weird about is that if a band that I like, like if one of my so one of like one of my favorite bands goes to release an album. I'll give the singles a a listen one or two, once or twice, but for the most part, I like to save everything to listen to, kind of together at once. Um, so I listened to the I listened to Catastrophist a couple times, but I really didn't listen to What the Dead Men Say or Amongst the Shadows and the Stones that much, just because I wanted to kind of save it right and listen to the album a couple times. Uh, Amongst the Shadows and the Stones might be one of a one of the top songs on the album. I really like that uh, that song as well. So I think those might be my top three. Uh, cuts four through six, Amongst the Shadows and Stones, Bleed Into Me and The Defiant. But I think, uh, for the most part, the entire album's pretty solid. Yeah, it's a solid album. I was just listening to like a new rock playlist today on my run, and Catastrophist came up, and I tried listening more and more to the lyrics of it because that's something... Usually, you know, I hear a new song and I it's the riff that catches me or the beat or, you know, whatever. And it takes me a few listens to really start paying attention to lyrics, especially with metal songs, because a lot of times metal lyrics are just phrases that sound cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're not necessarily, you know, about anything. But, yeah, I, d- I really dig the, the lyrical content of the songs I've listened to multiple times on this album. I still think for, for my favorite song in the, the album is still Scattering the Ashes. That's a very, very cool song, I think. But, yeah, we don't need to beat the, the, the trivium yeah. drum any further on, on this one. We've we've done that a couple <laughs> weeks in a row. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to uh, 
to throw a little little update out there. And that's uh, kind of all I have on that front. But Sounds good. Well, we'll wrap this one up. We've gone on and on. So the Way of Rock podcast, once again, is brought to you by Third Stage Tees. And if you go to thirdstagetees.com, use promo code TWOR, and you can save yourself 15% off of a T-shirt. We are also brought to you by Anchor.fm, which is the place to go if you want to make your own podcast. Go to Anchor.fm or just download their app and get started today. If you would like to yell at us for any reason, you can email us at thewayofrockpodcast at gmail.com. And you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at It's The Way of Rock. You can also find us on Spotify. We have a song of the day that we put out every day on the socials, and we keep those on a playlist on Spotify. So if you find us on Spotify, you can check out that playlist. It's got every one of our songs of the day, and you can uh, listen to that at your leisure. So until next time, it's Jeff and Jack saying goodbye. Everyone stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week.